today's passage is Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11.6. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Amen. Check. Good afternoon. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Pastor Handsome. How's it going? Uh, you can call me Danny, okay? Um, I have the uh, privilege of filling in for Pastor Christian um, as he's in Thailand with his wife, Erin. And uh, I trust that they're having an amazing time, but I hear that they spend a lot of time on their computer working. So, uh, Father, we just, we just speak uh, rest and blessing on the rest of their trip, God. I pray they would be rejuvenating. Father God, I pray that you would fill them with life and uh, a freshness on their bond as a husband and wife. Amen. Uh, today I'm excited. I'm using my, my pocket Bible <laughs> for the first time. This is, a, this is a Dakes Bible, a cargo pocket Bible. And uh, anyone familiar with the Dakes Bible? One person? Well, uh, the Dake's Bible was written by a man named Finnis Jennings Dake. And uh, he was a man um, who read, I think, less than a chapter of the Bible before he got saved. Um, but after his conversion, he had a supernatural knowledge of the Bible. And so he could quote verses that he's never heard his whole life. He can tell you the address of the verses. You can ask him any uh, verse in the Bible, he'll just quote it for you. And uh, it was just a very supernatural thing that the Lord did for this man, and he dedicated the rest of his life to uh, Bible study. So this Bible um, is just filled with great footnotes with revelation, and it's, it's awesome. Uh, there's a pretty cool story of how I got this Bible, which I'll be um, sharing a little bit later. <clears throat> well, it's, uh, it's Chuseok week. You guys excited? Yeah. How many people are spending time with family or friends this Chuseok? How many of you still get yokdong? Yokdong. Yokdong. Oh, okay. There's a mama's boy over there. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. <clears throat> well, uh, if you've been coming to this church for a while, you know that the sermons have usually been uh, pretty long, about an hour. And, uh, but as, as of late, Christian has decided to keep the sermons down to about 35 minutes plus a few extra minutes for ministry time, so I'll try to honor that today. Um, I'll do my best to keep it down to 35 minutes. Um, actually, you're welcome. Actually, um, I'm very excited to preach this message this morning. Um, I, I was preparing a different sermon, um, but a few nights ago, I had a dream. And I believe the Lord gave me this dream. And in this dream, I was preaching a message. And uh, as I woke up, I felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to preach this message. 
um, the message that I'm giving you in this stream. I want you to preach it on Sunday. So I have to completely change my sermon. I'm very excited. Are you guys excited? Say, yeah, Pastor Handsome. All right. Before I, uh, before I dive into my sermon, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about relationships, okay? What exactly is a relationship? And I'm talking about people. What are some key elements for a healthy relationship? Communication. Love. What's that? Trust. Respect. What else? Sharing. Time. Honesty. Patience. Yes. If you're going to have a relationship with Jamie, you need patience. What else? Anything else? What? Commitment. Very good. Sense of humor. Yes. If, you, if you're going to be my friend, you need a sense of humor or you'll get very offended. Amen. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, relationships between people and relationship with God is much the same way, right? I mean, you need communication to have a healthy relationship with God. You need love. You need all these things, right? But there is a key element um, that you need with God that you don't really need with people, okay? And with this element, the Bible says that you can move mountains with this thing. And the Bible says that without this thing, you cannot please God. What am I talking about? I'm talking about faith. Today I want to talk about what does faith look like, okay? And what is faith all about? Okay. The message today is called the face of faith. Because faith always looks like something. How do I know this? The Bible says that faith without works is dead. Okay. So what is the difference between a person who has all the faith in the world, but doesn't do anything about it, and a person who has no faith at all? There's no difference. It's both dead faith. We're called to give faith a face, to express, express it with our obedience in our lifestyle. So that's what I want to talk about this morning. So Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists, that he rewards those who seek him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists. And that's what I want to talk about first. Faith is believing that God exists. Now, I was in India um, a few years ago for outreach. And in India, I had a team with me with uh, dancers, strongmen, Polynesian dancers, and WWF wrestlers. (laughs) How many of you heard of the Million Dollar Man? Yeah. What about uh, Greg the Hammer... Valentine. Yeah. These two, two men are born-again Christians. And so they, they did outreach with us. We went to India. Um, we, built, we built the most ghetto wrestling ring ever. Just like dead pieces of wood and rope. And, uh, and we, we get an open field, and we gather 15,000 Indians at a time and have outreach. It was amazing. In India, we saw so many amazing healings take place. We saw 
um, the blind, the lame, the whatever you can name. We just saw it all healed. And uh, supernatural um, activity is so common in India. Everyone believes in the supernatural. And healing is just bam, bam, bam. They just take place. Okay? Uh, one time we sent a team to uh, an orphanage. And this orphanage was an orphan orphanage for deaf, dumb, and uh, blind kids. There's about 20, I, th- I think about 23 kids in that orphanage. And by the time the team left, every single kid was healed that day. There were kids that could hear for the first time in their life. There was kids that could see for the first time. Kids who can speak for the first time in their life. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were doing ministry and some government officials came up to us and said, you guys cannot talk about Jesus anymore. Because uh, many of the officials were Hindus and they're very offended. So since I'm so obedient, I got in front of a sea of thousands of Indians and I made them repeat after me to shout at the top of their lungs, Jesus is Lord. <laughs> Three times. Um, thankfully, I didn't get in trouble. Okay. But in India, did you know there's over a billion gods? Did you know that? And the numbers are just increasing. And what these Indians are doing, they're creating idols to worship. You know, they're, they're laying their, da- their lives down for these idols. They believe that if you create this idol, then there'll be a God that will take place from it. And really what it is is demon worship, right? They're really worshiping demons. And uh, some of these families are dedicating their children to these gods. They're unborn children. And I even saw um, on TV... There's this family, they dedicated their unborn baby um, to this God. And you know what? When this baby was born, it was born with a tail, like a real tail. Yeah. And so when they saw this baby, they thought it was their God reincarnated. And uh, they began to worship this child. So in India, if you ask them, do you believe that God exists? They'll say, yeah. Of course, which God? And you say, the God. They're like, what do you mean, the God? Which God? The God of the Bible. Oh, the Christian God. But do they really believe that God exists? Because the God of the Bible is the only way, the truth, and the life. Right? To believe that God exists is to believe that He exists. And so that's what I want to talk about. The first point. Faith is about believing that God exists. So who is this God? He's the God that knits you together in your mother's womb. He's the God that has a hope and a future for you. He's the God of healing. He's the God of love. He's the God that that answered, God, who, what is your name? He answered, I am the I am. Have you ever thought about what that means? What does it mean that I am the I am. It means that the I, I am love. It means that I am the I am hope. The I am the, the I am mercy. And if you're in here today and you need love, let me tell you, there is someone called the I am love. If this week you've been depressed, let me tell you, but there is someone called the I am life. But the thing is, is if you don't believe that he is who he is, you will not draw near to Him. And you will not get the very thing that you need. The first step is to believe that He is 
who he says he is, that this God truly exists. I was on outreach to uh, Denmark. Um, I'd say this was about six, six years ago. And uh, so with the Impact World Tour, uh, we had outreach and we had a great altar call. And uh, I received one of the first words of knowledge that I've ever had. And so what happened was I felt, I literally felt like there was a lump on my neck. And, and this is while I was asking God for words of knowledge. I said, God, speak to me about what's, what's going on in here. And so I knew that someone in this room had a lump on their neck. So I grabbed the mic and I said, I really believe that there's someone in this room. You have the, a lump on the left side of your neck. And God wants to heal you today. So why don't you come up here if that's you, and we'll pray for you. Well, nobody came up. And, uh, and then I heard later from, from one of our leaders that a lady came up to him and said, my friend came with me today, and she had a lump on her neck. And she heard you say it on the microphone, but she doesn't believe that God is a healer. And so she just walked away. First key to faith is believing that he is who he says he is. Amen. Second key. You must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Faith is about receiving rewards from daddy. How many of you know that God is a good God? Do you believe that he has good things for you? How many of you grew up in a home where your dad just lavished you with things? One, two. How many of you were like me and you like didn't even get allowance? Anybody? So if you're, if you're like that, you might have a harder time believing that God is a God who just lavishes his children with good things, right? But he is a rewarder of who? Those who seek him, okay? Um, years ago, I was in uh, Canada doing my DTS. Do you guys know what DTS is? YWAM? Anyone know YWAM? Anyway, it's a discipleship training school. And this was in 2003. And uh, so we're in the middle of the school. And one morning, I wake up, and uh, I hear God say something to me. He says, I want you to skip breakfast today, and I want you to go to the prayer room and spend time with me. I want to meet with you there. And so, usually, I'd be pretty okay with that. But there was a problem. This particular day, they were serving my favorite breakfast. <laughs> Pancakes with fruit and whipped cream and syrup. <sighs> so, I love God, and I do what many of us do when uh, we're in these situations. I tried to convince myself that wasn't really God. I thought, nah, good and one. God wouldn't ask me to skip my favorite breakfast. Out of all the meals at DTS, why would he ask me to skip my favorite meal? It just doesn't make sense. Um, but this nagging feeling wouldn't leave my heart. So what did I do? I walked over to the dining hall. And, uh, and I just remember it was the worst walk ever. I just felt so convicted. But I said, no, this is not really God. So I get to the dining hall. I grab a plate. And I stack it with pancakes and fruit and whipped cream. And whatever else was there, I just stacked it on there. 
I took my seat, and I was sitting with my friends, and uh, I think they were talking to me, but I was just staring at my pancakes. <laughs> I was just, mmm, it looks so good. And after a few minutes, I just got up, and I dumped it in the trash. And uh, my friends thought I was crazy. They're like, what's, what's up with this guy? I walked over to the prayer room, and I said, okay, God, what is it? And uh, I won't go into detail, but I had one of the most amazing encounters with God that morning. Completely changed my life. Completely changed my life. And uh, I received a very supernatural and clear word from him that I still hold on to today. See, he wants to reward us with great things. He has so many things that he wants to give us. But you know what? He often doesn't just want to give it to us. He wants to give it to us as a reward of being faithful to what he asks us to do. Okay, let me talk about this Dake's Bible. So I was in uh, Hawaii a couple months ago. And I was doing this six-day um, kind of glory institute. It's like a six-day conference. And so in this conference, they had um, a book table. And they had a stack of these Bibles. And for uh, every, every day during break, I'd go up to the book table and just kind of browse, look around. And I'd always stop at the Diggs Bible section. I'd be like, oh, man, I really want that Bible. I really want that Bible. And uh, the problem is I didn't have any money. And uh, the Diggs Bible was 100 bucks. Yeah. And so first day goes by, you know, can't get the Bible, second day, third day. And about the fourth day, it was lunch break. So I go up to the table. There's only two days Bibles left. And so I got desperate. <laughs> I said, I, I claim you in Jesus' name <laughs> in front of everyone. I was like, you're mine. You are my Bible. And if you looked in my wallet, you would have saw $20. That's all the money I had. And uh, this, this conference was in Hawaii. If you've been to Hawaii, you know that everything is expensive, including food. Meals are expensive. So I proceed to lunch. I can't afford meals. So I buy a bubble tea for my lunch. Okay, $5 bubble tea. I go to this bubble tea stand, and there's this guy working there, and he's uh, kind of giving me attitude, actually. He's kind of rude. But anyway, I, I give him $5. And uh, there was a tip jar there, right? I felt like God said, give him $5. So I did. And I, I sewed it in faith. So now I have only $10 left, okay? I go back to the conference. And uh, first thing they do is they, they have a drawing to give away a CD. And uh, guess whose name they drew? They drew my name. So $5, get a $20 CD. Anyway, it was somebody's birthday that day in the conference. And so I said, I'm going to sew this CD to this person. So I go up to this person. And I said, hey, I just want to bless you with this CD. I, I know it's your birthday. So here, be blessed. Okay. And it was the uh, end of that day's session. My friend picks me up. And uh, he wanted me to go over to his grandma's and, and pray for his grandma. So he takes me over to the grandma's house. And uh, I just kind of pray for her and minister to her, to her a little bit. 
And she's so touched. She gives me a hundred dollar bill. I knew that God was giving me my Dake's Bible at that very moment. But the problem was, if I buy this Bible, I only have $10 for food. I'm going to have to starve. So anyway, somehow I became a guest speaker at a Korean church that night and the next day. So... uh, I'm ministering in a Korean church, and uh, it was a powerful time. Uh, I brought my friend over from IHOP, and uh, we're ministering together. And, uh, we, man, God just gave us words for everyone. And, uh, and after, after that night, two people came up to me, and they said, I just had it on my heart to bless you. And they gave me some money. So I had my food money. The next day, first thing I did is I got me my Dake's Bible. Hallelujah. God is a rewarder. Of those who seek him. He's a rewarder of those who step out in faith and believe him that he is who he says he is. He truly is your provider. He truly has great gifts to give you. But he wants us to be obedient and to receive those things by faith. Amen. So what is the desire of your heart? What is the desire that God has placed in your heart? What are some of the promises that He's promised you that you haven't yet received? And what are some of the things that He's asked you to do by faith? Those two things might be very closely connected. The very thing that you need from God might be the very thing that you'll receive by being obedient to what He's calling you to do today. If you look in Hebrews 11:5, it talks about Enoch, and it says, By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. How many of you heard about Enoch before? He's the guy in the Bible that didn't experience death. God just took him up. But you know what this verse said? It says it's by faith that Enoch was taken up, which speaks to me that he believed that God would do it. He believed that God would actually take him up. Now, how many of you have that kind of faith? You believe that God will just take you up to heaven. You'll never have to. You'll bypass death. Anybody in here besides me? Okay. Yeah. Verse 11 says that by faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. By faith, Sarah's dried up eggs were rejuvenated, and her ovaries became full of life. And as a reward of her faith, they had a child named Isaac who would carry on uh, the promises that God had promised to Abraham of becoming a great nation. So what does faith look like? Faith looks like Abraham on a mountain with Isaac tied up with a blade in his hand, ready to sacrifice him. And then an angel of the Lord coming to him and stopping him with a ram in the bushes. Faith looks like a little boy with a slingshot up against a nine-foot killer and then defeating him. Faith looks like a bedridden paralytic lowered from a roof because he believed that God was who he said he was, received his healing, and not only that, forgiveness of sins. Faith might look like worship in the midst of suffering, 
Because when everything around you seems to be going wrong, you still know that God truly is who He says He is. Faith might look like an English teacher praying for a co-teacher in the Hagwan because he believes that God is a healer. Amen. Faith looks like obedience to God no matter what the opposition may be. Is God really who He says He is? That's my question for you today. Not just some of the time, but all the time. Because if you truly believe this, it will directly affect the way that you live your life. Your life will become a life full of faith. I believe that there's some of us in here today that have held back from expressing faith in some way or another. And there's different barriers that come in between us and expressing our faith. For some of us, it may be fear. For some of us, it might be apathy. But whatever it is, God wants to crush that today. He desires that every single person in this life live an extravagant life full of faith. Do you believe it? What impossible situation are you facing in your life? You know, in my dream the other night, the main part of the message was this. Stop being apathetic. Take hold of the things that God has for you that are accessed by faith. He's saying there are things that I have for you that you will not receive until you step out and believe me for it. And I'm talking about many of us in here today. There's things that God has for you that He wants to give you, that He wants to bless you with, that you will not receive any other way but by stepping out in faith and obedience to Him. So if I can get John up here and uh, the altar team, if you guys can come forward. If that's you today and you believe that there are barriers in your life holding you back from living a life full of faith, I believe that there's a grace today to break down those barriers. I believe that God is going to ignite something within us today. A revelation of who He is. A fire within us to believe Him for what He says He can do in your lives. And that's for every single person here. So a few senses, there's barriers today. I'm going to ask you guys, you guys can come forward up to the altar team.